Good morning, tappers. Good morning, tappers. Oh, we are live from Florida. Ooh! Oh, you're singing its praises. Oh, ah. You hear that vibrato? That's Ariana Grande herself. Oh, you're on an Ari kick. I'm on. I'm always on an Ari kick. I am practicing my muscle tones. I got a big. Not you, Harley. Me. <laughs> I'm the singer of the family. <laughs> um, I have to practice my whistle tones. I got a big performance uh, in two weeks at uh, my brother's wedding. It's coming up. I got a big speech, and I need to be practicing my whistle tones. Are you going to be singing your speech? <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. It might just come right out. Oh, my gosh. That's right. Your brother's getting married in two heckin' weeks. Yes. So I, I'm, just, I'm not informed about anything. I don't know who's planning this wedding. I don't know who the organizer is. Who's the event organizer? Who can I speak to? Um, the one and only, his uh, fiancée, Caitlin, had to give her a quick call this morning to figure out what is going on. I just don't know the dates. I don't know when's the rehearsal dinner. When's When am I picking up my suit? Like, no one's telling me anything. The wedding's in two weeks, Megan. Oh, my gosh. I have to say, when, when Nick and I get married, it is – I'm going to have every single detail. Like, it's like <laughs> – I don't. I just. I can't. Like. Oh, I don't know. I'm gonna be a yeah. bridezilla, but you have to be to get stuff done to get these people wrangled. Well, I think Caitlin. I think she was in the beginning, but I think at you know she's at her wit's end. She's done. She doesn't want to do anything more. Corey was supposed to inform all of the men of what's going on. He hasn't done any. Yet no one knows what's going on. So she's like, I'm just gonna have to. I'm just gonna have to contact everybody because he has. He doesn't even. He doesn't tell you anything. She's like, Corey, if you don't do this, we're not getting married. <laughs> <laughs> well, she goes on to tell me, um, I, I wish I would have just eloped at this point. This is just too much work. Mm-hmm. I know. Which, I that's crossed my mind, but then I'm like, no, I have like dreams of like you know a big wedding with family. Like I'll just right. put in the work. Right. You know, put in just two years worth of work, and for one day. Yeah, and it'll be worth it. <laughs> like I feel like there's less planning involved when you have a baby than there is when you have a wedding. Right. Yeah. So I got my big performance. I had to get the details. Like, how many speeches am I giving? Like, what do you need from me? You know, how much money you want? Because everybody wants money these days. So it's like, <laughs> I got a lot going on. But I have landed in South Florida, Megan. I woke up this morning. It was 80 degrees. Can't complain about that. Um, I'm looking outside right now. I see palm trees. Um, it is just the, the life of luxury right now. I, I just have no complaints about where I am. Oh, well, awesome. Well, today it's 65 degrees and I had to put on a little sweater to go outside. So <laughs> I, I cannot wait until we record and you are in a snowstorm and I'm sitting in, um, beautiful blue skies, Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll be shivering, wearing my hat and gloves inside. <laughs> Well, I, I just feel like my life is just like, it, it's so lighter now. Like just living has gotten easier. I have my own parking spot. I live in a parking garage. I have so much more space. I just have no complaints. Like just living has gotten easier for me. And I feel like that's going to translate into like my work and the podcast and like everything else is just going to be so much easier to do since my living situation is easier now. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about your car getting hit, right. getting broken into fires, hobos. homeless people. Right. <laughs> you know, you know the drill. You know, Megan. So I just like, I feel like just like a weight is lifted off my shoulders. Like at the end of the day, I just go to the pool. 
because it's on the eighth floor, surrounded by palm trees. The water's like fucking 80 degrees. It's like bath water. Oh, it's just like, oh, I'm just going to go take a dip in the pool. And I'm working on my glow. I know right now I'm like albino. I'm pale. Oh, is, can I not say albino? Is that like racist? Can I not say that? Um, I would say, because albino isn't a race. It's like a genetic condition. So I'd say oh. ableist. You're being ableist. Oh my God. So call me Lizzo. <laughs> I'm oppressed and ableist. Yeah, I'm working on my glow. Because like when I would show up to that wedding, <laughs> this wedding is like my performance. I'm giving a big speech. I have a big like uh, performance. Um, I got to look tan because then everyone's be like, oh, you're so tan. I'm like, yeah, just move to Florida. You know, I got that glow. What are you pregnant? No, I just moved to Florida. <laughs> what are you pregnant? <laughs> you 27 year old man. Are you pregnant? That's in my two weeks. I got, you know, I got that going on. You got anything going on in your life, Megan? Not really. I see um, you're all glitz and glamour now. You got earrings on. Oh yeah. That is, working at the salon, you know, oh. I have, I feel like changed my look a little bit. So I accessorize more is pretty yeah. much what it is. I, I, I don't wear makeup or anything, but I accessorize more. I thought you just got all ready for the podcast, but it's, I guess it's for the salon. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks like I, I have the most going on right now. I mean, I moved to Florida. It's a big life change. So I, I'm going to have lots of stories for you. I'm learning a lot about this land over here. It's, very different from them from New England. The people are different. The ways of life are different over here. People just love to take their time. I, I have to tell you mm-hmm. this one story, Megan, about driving. They say Florida has like the worst drivers. I understand that on like the highways, but just driving around the cities or like neighborhoods, people are so cautious and so slow and nobody is in any rush here. Everyone takes their time. <laughs> I am at a stoplight. I'm turning left. I'm in the left turning lane. I'm about five cars deep. And it's one of those lights that either is an arrow or it's just a solid uh, green circle. Yeah. The light turns turning left, green left arrow. I'm watching. I'm waiting. I'm like, I have places to go. I got things to do here. I don't have time. <laughs> that turn. That light turns green left arrow. Nobody moves. We're all sitting there. It, I'm, I give the five Mississippi rule. I'm like one Mississippi, two Mississippi. <laughs> and then at five, I'm laying on that damn horn. I'm like, let's fucking go. Okay. Like, I understand you're on your phone. You're doing something else. But I hit five Mississippi and I'm like, I'm like five cars deep here. And not even car number two is honking. So I'm like, I'm out of state. I still have Massachusetts license plates. I don't want to just like blast my horn right now. Like, be a mass hole. Yeah. Am I missing some? Am I missing something? Is like an old lady crossing the street? Like, what's the holdup? Is there something going on that I can't see? So I'm like, I'm just not gonna honk. Like, I don't want to get like shot or anything right now. I'm, I'm new here. Like, I don't want to like raise any red flags. So I'm at like ten Mississippi. Nobody's moving. Nobody's honking. No one's doing a damn thing. So uh, twenty Mississippi's pass, and the lights here. <laughs> They take their time. The lights are like, you could be 50th in line and you're still going through on that green light. That's how long these lights take. There's no <laughs> traffic. There's just traffic lights. That's it. Um, the light goes uh, yellow. It goes to red. No one's honking. No one's concerned. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sitting there like, did I miss something here? Like, what's going on? Uh, I'm confused. Nobody honked. No one's upset. Nothing. Okay. The light turns green circle. Now the car starts going and getting into the middle of the intersection and take a left turn. I'm like, did I miss something here? 
Nobody's honking. If we were in Boston, oh, you have two Mississippis before. They are honking. Like, get your ass through that intersection right now. We don't have any time to wait. We got to get somewhere. We got to go to grandma's. We got to go to work. We got places to be. Not here in Florida. We let the entire green left arrow go. Full, <laughs> full transition before nobody's even upset. No one's even honking. So I don't know why people are like, oh, Florida has the worst drivers. I'm literally witnessing like the most caring people not even honking at an intersection. <laughs> I feel like even in Vermont, people honk. Like they must not even understand the concept of right on red. Like they probably don't even play with that. I don't even, I, I just don't get it. I didn't understand what was happening. I mean, I was at an intersection. I was at like another one just sitting there at the red red light and I was turning left. I was probably like fucking four or five minutes. This light was just not turning green. I'm like, oh my God, like when is it going to turn green? The people behind me, I'm looking at my rear view mirror. Everyone's just sitting there like on their phones, you know, they don't have any work, no rush. No one's looking out the window. Like everyone's just like relaxing. Like, oh, this is going to take a while. We're going to sit on our phones. I'm at the wheel, like ready to go. Like, let's turn. I'm ready. Let's let's go. And uh, no one's concerned here. Everyone's just laid back, taking their time. And I'm like, maybe I need to be more like that. <laughs> <laughs> the city life it made you bust, hustle and bustle, I, and now you're like, let's go. Let, I'm ready. Let's go. So I'm learning, Megan. I'm learning the the lay of the land here. It's different. I need to get on Florida time. I need to just relax these days and not take driving too seriously anymore because I'm out of Boston. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like in Boston, if you're not go, 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 you're you're going to get hit. Yeah. You know? You're getting eaten up. And I mean, the roads here are so big. Like driving from one neighborhood to the other, it's like fucking six lanes of uh, roads. Where in, in Boston, it's like you got one lane <laughs> and everyone's trying to get through that mm-hmm. one lane. But here it's like there's so many lanes. It's like there's not really traffic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, well, in Boston, because they're trying to, you know, the roads were originally made for a fucking horse and buggy. <laughs> right. So it's like they're not wide enough for yeah. cars. <laughs> so it, it'll come, I guess. But I'm still learning, learning the roads mm-hmm. here in Florida. But it is what it is. I think it's time now that. We get into the pour before the four. Yes. And I got a pumpkin spice latte. I was just going to say it is pumpkin season, Megan. Pumpkin spice season. And you beat me to it. (laughs) September 1st. Get the pumpkins out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now, a little little fast fact about me. Um, I hate pumpkin. (gasps) And I, I hate that about me. If there's one flaw about me. I hate that I hate pumpkin spice because I would just love to bask in being a white bitch, getting her pumpkin spice, you know, living that life. I just don't like it. I hate it. I can't do it. You can't even pretend? I can't even pretend. I would love to have that aesthetic. I just can't do it. So what's your fall go-to coffee? Though? Well, if I, it's, it's very underrated and I want to bring light to Dunkin' Donuts because Dunkin' Donuts – doesn't just have pumpkin spice. They have their once um, once a year, fall time, for the people who don't like pumpkin spice, they have the brown sugar cinnamon. And that Ooh. really gets me going. That sounds good. Yep. See, they're very inclusive because they're like the, the white bitches that don't like pumpkin spice. Like we need to also 
like right represent them yes. yeah so the brown sugar <laughs> cinnamon i am representing the girlies out there who like the brown sugar cinnamon it is brown sugar cinnamon season um so fuck the pumpkin get the brown sugar cinnamon oh my god <laughs> controversial take well and actually today i have my little coffee homemade um mm. and i put uh cinnamon in it because it's the season tis the season so i have a little dash of cinnamon inside Ooh. And it, it does the same effect. And it's cheaper. Well, Megan, now that we have our coffees, I think it's time we get into the classics. Oh, my God. So, who's going first? Well, I'm in Florida, so I don't shift into gear because in Florida, we, we drive in neutral, okay, so actually. We're, <laughs> <laughs> so, we're going to very slowly <laughs> slide it into gear. Right. Yes. Take your time. <laughs> yeah. Because Hot Toppies are here. Hot Toppies <laughs> are here, Megan. Um... Now, I have three stories here that are all very unfortunate. Um, what's that book series? Series of Unfortunate Events. Oh, my God. I love that book series. I have a, so good. I have three series of unfortunate events here. Um, they're all pretty quick. I don't know what you got what you got on the table today, but I got three very quick unfortunate events. Well, okay. How about I go first and then you do your three since they're all related and then I'll do my last one. Okay. We'll do that. Okay, so my first story here with this little tiny baby gear here. Um, so this story, so I also have a theme, but it's um, like at-risk youth <laughs> theme. Oh, oh, I guess. We always have a theme. Yeah, we love a theme here. Yeah. <laughs> so this is interesting. So this took place in West Virgi- Huntington, West Virginia. Okay. Um. Involving William J. Morrison the Third. Oh, okay, Bridgerton. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so he used to be a superintendent of an Ohio school district, and he's been charged with um, two felony counts of kidnapping. And it's because he, um, in West Virginia, lured a nine-year-old boy and a twelve-year-old girl into his vehicle. Offering them 20 bucks each to babysit his four-year-old child, which I don't even know exists. They don't say if the four-year-old exists or not. Oh, my God. Well, the parents probably taught them not to get into a stranger's car if they offer them candy, but never money. Because I might be tempted, too. Yeah. Like, they're just trying to make an honest living, these kids. Great. I mean, living in this America right now with inflation and taxes and Mm -hmm. gas prices, kids got to do what they got to do. Right. That's what I'm saying. They got to get money to buy their candy. Right. Well, and they were probably thinking, oh, well, he's not like bribing us with it. Like we have to do something for it. So it's like, it's probably a legit job. You know, kids, they don't, they don't, you know, right. think like that. <laughs> um, So the kids got in the car so that he could, you know, take them to his child to <laughs> babysit. Okay. Also, why would a parent pick up random kids to babysit their child? Like, right. I feel like parents are helicopters nowadays. You got to be like... They're doing background checks and shit. And were the kids like, oh, let me ask my mom. Let me ask my dad if I can go. They were just like, okay, I'll go. Yeah. I mean, that's just the America we live in today. <laughs> Teach your kids don't trust anybody. Don't trust no one. Don't trust their grandma. Those kids, they are hustlers. They are grinders. They are born entrepreneurs, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah. You- yeah so he, they got in the car. They're like, yeah, 20 bucks sounds good. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> and um he stopped the vehicle to and he was like oh hey 
uh, little boy, can you go out and check the tires? I think something's wrong with the tires. <laughs> so the little boy gets out of the car. I guess he th- he finds himself a mechanic yeah. and is like, you know what? Extra 20 bucks to fix the tires? You bet. <laughs> I was going to say, damn, he's a fucking mechanic. <laughs> so the little boy's like, yeah, sure, I'll look at your tires. Oh, my God. So he gets out and he drives away with the girl inside. And she also oh, he didn't want the boy. He just wanted the girl. No, he didn't want the boy. He wanted the girl. Okay. Yeah. And um, so she started to cry. So then he offered her a hundred dollars. Oh my god! I'm like hustler. I did he think that she was crying to like get more money? Right. Like, no, I think she was scared. <laughs> well, I would have. Oh my god! I'd do what it takes to get more money. But um, so he didn't pick up enough speed. So this girl. She freaking whipped open the door and rolled on out of the passenger side. Oh, my God. And um, neither of them were injured, and he just drove off. Wow. um, So she didn't get her money, so she said, I'm leaving. Yeah, she's like, no, this ain't worth it. (laughs) I'll... I'll just start an OnlyFans when I turn 18 and get way more money I bet she... Yeah, she's probably planning that. She's got a whole business plan and everything. Yeah, she's the entrepreneur. Yeah, she's the entrepreneur. (laughs) So the Huntington police asked for the public's help, you know, like giving a description and everything of the kids and um, that the kids gave, I should say. Right. And um, they arrested him on August. This happened August 17th and they arrested him a few days later. Mm-hmm. And um, it turned out that just like a little background that he was actually fired as the superintendent for um a drug charge, a misdemeanor drug charge for having crack cocaine in his car. Wait, superintendent? What do you mean? Like, you know, a superintendent is like... Of a school? Big... Yeah, of a school district. That's yeah. like higher than the principal, right? Yeah. What? We got superintendents out here snatching kids? Well, former, because he was fired because of the drug charge. This is just... This is just... Like the America we're living in today, superintendents are abducting children. Well, I'm like, well, I guess that's why he chose his career to get access. So I wonder if if anything happened to those kids in Ohio, and that's why he's in West Virginia now. I don't know. Right. That's just speculation. I know. Like, I'll but, come to my office. Like, we got to have a talk. Like, what could have happened in those that room? Right. So I mean, we don't know anything about that, but um, so he's being held without bail. And um, awaiting trial. But, I mean, it's seems like they're not really speculating whether he did it or not. <laughs> well, he just wanted a babysitter. Like, cut the guy some slack. Yeah, he was just, uh, hard times. Like, I, I mean, <laughs> it's just a lot going on right now. He's just trying to find a babysitter. Yeah, he's living in a new area. He doesn't have any friends. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah that's the the at-risk youth okay well damn all right so kicking it into um a little bit out of park not out of, all the way out of park we're just getting out of park right now into first gear um <laughs> i have three series of unfortunate events megan and let me tell you what they are unfortunate and i think i can spin this into like a good life lesson to like fucking be aware of your surroundings mm. Oh, be hella like aware of what's going on, what you're doing, what you're picking up, where you're running around, where you're working. Like, just be cautious of everything because you don't want to go out the way these three people I'm about to talk about went out. Well, being careful surroundings. Nick has been 
doing this thing lately where every time he opens his car door, he is hitting something. And I'm like, I don't understand how you're not like, okay, the car's this close. I need to open the door this far. Or like, oh, this this fence is right here. And just indiscriminately just... (laughs) opens that door and then he and then he's like oh my god like is that person like you know they're gonna call insurance or whatever i'm like you just watch how you're opening the door he's oh my god six times you should put like a pool noodle on his um door so when he opens it he doesn't hit other people oh my god that's amazing idea (laughs) life hack life hack yeah (laughs) all right so my first story here involves a woman by the name of germani thompson she was 26 years old and she um you know she's just living in this america she was just working hard at the louis armstrong new orleans apartment airport um and she was employed by the gat airline ground support now she recently passed away on august 30th um, working on the grounds, you know, just handling luggage, throwing it here and there, and like not being careful with it at all. She's just tossing it from one conveyor belt to the other. Um, as they do. Mm-hmm. As they do. You know, she's doing her damn job. Um, at 10 p.m., her hair got caught in the belt loader while she was unloading bags for a Frontier Airlines plane. Not even like Emirates, not even like United. She was loading it into a Frontier Airline, like trash, scum, bottom of the barrel fucking luggage. You know, that's probably the last thing she wants to do is fucking transport Frontier Airlines luggage. It probably like stinks like old socks. (laughs) Right. Gross. Trash. She's She's probably transporting trash bags. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. just put their clothes in trash bags <laughs> well i bet kanye westwood mm-hmm. um so her hair got caught in the fucking conveyor belt loader whatever that thing is i can picture what it looks like you know what i'm talking about that little belt that belt thing that they throw luggage on yeah so there's no details i'm like diving into the story trying to find that details of like what fucking happened here but all of, all I fucking read is that her hair got felt got caught in the conveyor belt. They tried to cut it out and it didn't get cut out. And I don't know what happened. I don't know how she died. There's no autopsy report. They just said her hair got caught in the belt and she fucking died at the hospital. So I'm I'm expecting that she her hair got caught. She got sucked in to the mechanism and she was sucked into like the thing and. I don't know if it, like, mangled up her fucking head or, like, what happened here, but she died. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, and her employer has come out and said that she was a part of the airport family, and they're going to continue to support her one way or another um, during this trying time. So, watch out for those conveyor belts. Well, why weren't they able to cut her hair out? Were they just I know. like... Why weren't they able to stop the thing? I don't understand. I don't... I, that's why I'm like, I need more to the story here. There's not enough. They're like, her hair got caught and she died. Like, did it like scalp her? But even if you get scalped, you could still survive. Right. So I'm assuming she got like sucked into like the mechanism and the mechanical part. And then like fucking like chewed her up. Like, that's what I'm ex- I'm thinking. I know, but I feel like I'm trying to figure out where she'd get chewed up. I know. Like, I just don't understand how this ended the way it did. I, I feel like people get their hair sucked. Like, this is, wasn't like one of those, like, tree shredders or, like, wood chipper. Wood chippers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? Tree shredder. 
That's the gay term for a wood chipper. Yeah, for okay. Sure. <laughs> but I don't know. So maybe this can be a good update episode and find out like how this happened because it just says she was sucked in and she died. That was it. Yeah, that's not a lot of detail. Yeah. So watch out for those conveyor belts, everybody. Mm-hmm. Next story here involves a 14-year-old girl from Monroe, Michigan. Um, she was set to be a freshman this year. And this story is very unfortunate because it could really happen to anyone. Like the last one, not everyone's working on a conveyor belt, so you have to worry about that. Yeah. This one, Elizabeth Jacobson was walking with her mother and she bent down to what she thought was a twig to pick it up. It was not a twig, Megan. It was 13,800 volts of a small live wire laying on the ground. Oh my God. Her mother said that the wire was no bigger than a charging cord. So little Elizabeth is walking. She picks up this twig, a live wire. Which, I mean, kids do. They pick up shit off the ground, leaves, shit. You know, they do that. Like, she's probably picking it up to go fucking swing it into the woods or something. Like, yeah. So she picks up this live wire. 13,000 volts of live electricity run through her fucking bones and body. Um, And upon fire and police coming, because, like, you can't touch her. You touch her, those volts are going through you now. Um, So police and fire come to, like... Come to the rescue, and they say while they arrived on scene, she was still holding the wire. <sighs> oh well, yeah, because she probably can't let go because you're like all right. you're like rigid. Uh, yeah, so know. she couldn't let go of the wire. And in order for them to like get her off of the wire, they had to turn off the power. They had to turn off the electrical lines. Like, how do you do that? This isn't just a switch. Get this fucking yeah. switch and turn it off. Um. So once they flipped the switch and turned it off, they started to try to resuscitate her, unable to do so. And her mother recalls watching her take her last breath. Oh, God. What a gruesome way to die and, like, watch your child die. And, like, she couldn't even touch her, so she couldn't, like, cradle her or anything. Like, oh, my God, that's awful. So, unfortunately, Miss Elizabeth Jacobson, 14 years old, passed away. Um and yeah, so that's another life lesson. Don't be picking up shit on the ground. Leave it for yeah. the, leave it for the street sweeper. Leave it for somebody else. Don't be picking up twigs that look like live wires. Yeah, my mom always told me that. She's like, if you pick up stuff off the ground, then you're responsible for it. Right. So I was like, well, I don't want to be responsible for it. So I'm not going to be picking up shit or kicking shit or anything. No. Don't worry about the twigs. Don't be touching them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, so I feel like... There weren't any signs or of live wires or anything. Like I feel like someone needs to be sued. I don't know who, but someone right. needs to be sued. <laughs> and I mean, her mother says that the wire was no bigger than a charging cord. What kind of wire is that? That's not like a telephone cable wire. Like, where is that mm-hmm. wire coming from? Like someone could have just stepped on it, right? Or like, oh, maybe not a car because doesn't the wheels like? Yeah, because they're rubber. They're grounded or something. Yeah. I don't know, but like, whose live wire was that? Oh my god! Finally, my last unfortunate event. So, I hope you guys are learning a lot from this episode because I'm learning a lot. Don't pick up twigs and don't go into conveyor belts. Mm-hmm. Um, my or fi- tie your hair back, wear a hat, put it in a bun. I bet they're going to be making these people wear hair nets at the airport. Mm-hmm. So, yep. My final story here, um, which this one made a lot made major news headlines. An Italian girl. Seven years old. Um, her name was Lavinia 
Traumatera. And I was reading the story and it said she was from Naples. I was like, oh my God, Florida. No, she's from Italy. <laughs> yeah, Naples, Italy. Yeah. <laughs> Naples, Italy. Um, she was running around the courtyard on holiday. I love how they say vacation in Europe. They say, oh, I was on holiday. Oh, I was on holiday. holiday. Are you taking a holiday? They were on holiday in Germany, Munich, Germany, um, at a hotel. And little Miss uh, Lavinia was running around the courtyard with an eight-year-old boy. Um, and while she was running around, she was crushed to death by a 440-pound marble statue. That just plum fell over? Just plum fell over. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know what? It reminds me of 13 Dead End Drive when you can make the the suit of armor yeah, fall yes. on people. So she's running around the courtyard, and all of a sudden, this 440-pound marble statue – I bet this statue is beautiful, though – fell on top of her. <laughs> um, her family rushed to the scene, um, and they were able to lift the statue off of her, which, I mean, I guess if there's, like, five guys – or, or like just like people adrenaline right could have lifted this off um mm. and once they lifted it off of her they tried to resuscitate her um before paramedics arrived they took her to the hospital and she died a couple hours later so watch out for those statues yeah oh my god well i feel like there had to have been like some indication that there was a unsettled or crumbling or something right and were the kids like pushing it were they playing on it or did really just freak of nature fall Mm -hmm. oh my god imagine being that other kid and like ha 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 and playing around and then you're like oh where did you go yeah and she's just crushed behind you (laughs) i was thinking that too i was like that must have been so traumatic for that eight-year-old boy Mm -hmm. um so fun fact the parents of the little girl are both lawyers both of Uh-oh. them are lawyers, so be ready for that lawsuit, Hotel. I mean, I feel like there's – I mean, that's what you're saying about being careful about your surroundings. Like, I feel like – just, like, look around. Like, I feel like there are, clue, there are clues to all of these things. Right. There was clues hidden in the courtyard saying that this would happen. Yeah. They didn't find them. No, they did not find them. <laughs> So those are my three quickies, series of unfortunate events. I mean, they just all lined up for me today. Um, so I thought I would just report it for everybody. Oh, uh, there we go. So, Megan, kick it into, uh, I guess, first gear. We're still in first gear. We're not, we're not <laughs> moving forward at all. We just made it to first gear. 40 minutes in, first gear. Okay, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so my story is, it's kind of like related to us a little bit because a podcast an australian podcast called the teacher's pet may have solved a murder oh my god yes so this is in regards to the disappearance of lynette dawson um any relation to shane not that i know of unless he's got some australian relatives yeah um in 1982 um they had a four-year-old and a two-year-old And she was a stay-at-home mom, and she was very much, like, devoted to her kids and her husband, Chris Dawson. Oh, okay. Meanwhile, Chris Dawson is having an allured affair with his 17-year-old student, 
mm-hmm. referred to as JC in the court documents. You know, we all and, we love a good STR, but only when it's legal. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, I love PLL, but Ezra and Arya was not okay. <laughs> um, and she was also the the girl's babysitter. So there are like pictures of her mm-hmm. with the kids. Yeah. Um, and so she one night just according to chris oh like chris watts oh my god if your name is chris you're a murderer that's all i'm saying it's a trend (laughs) it's a trend so chris um dawson said she just ran away with nothing but the clothes on her back she didn't have financial resources because she was a stay-at-home mom you know Mm -hmm. she didn't pack any clothes any belongings and her her brother was like those kids were her life she would never up and abandon them there was no reason for that she was um you know her family was her life sort of thing and so they never solved the case until until i love um, i love these stories i love them um the uh, the podcast the teacher's pet came out Mm -hmm. and it's i think like 13 or 12 or 13 episodes all about this case Mm -hmm. looking at every angle like um they even did an episode on he has a twin brother named paul and their very strange relationship not incestuous i guess but their lives identically mirrored mirrored each other they went to the same school got the same job lived in the same area married similar looking women and there was rumors that they had um not JC, but another like school aged girl that they would like pass around and have threesomes with, but that was never proven. Interesting. Um, and like pass around to their friends and stuff like that. So there's a bunch of like debauchery surrounding them. And there was even like a little Australian docuseries about, um, about like interesting people. And they were, and they were featured on it because they're completely identical in looks but also in life so oh my god um so now chris dawson is 74 and well not now today he's 74 but once the podcast round like finished off in 2018 they were able to um surmise it kind of like reignited the case and they because of this podcast and like the the theories they had and the um, interviews they did and stuff, the police were able to arrest him in 2018 oh on God. suspicion of murder after what 40 years or something. Mm-hmm. And um, he had actually even in 19 two years later in 1984 he married the um, the teenager when <gasps> she turned 18 and they had a child. Oh my God, that's so fucked up. And then, but then they got divorced in 1990, and he remarried a third woman named Sue. Oh, Sue, that's unfortunate. Yeah, who was actually his age, so I don't know <laughs> what that was. About. <laughs> but um, JC says that she has no idea about the white, like she had no idea what his plans were or anything. She had, she's completely in the dark. Oh, you know, yeah, like I didn't see okay. anything, but I don't know anything. Um, so they were able to arrest him because he had lied about calls that he made to Lynn saying, oh, yeah, we, Lynette, we, like, we had talked and they were able to pull the phone records and he had lied about that. Yeah. So because of his lying, they were able to get him. And then 
he's on trial and um he was like just on trial in 2022 and he was arrested in 2018 yep. and um they were able the judge found him guilty of murdering his wife the remains mm. are still not found oh. mm-hmm. and um so yeah he, they haven't come up with like the um the sentencing yet but he has been found guilty 42 years later thanks to a podcast oh of, my god and his two daughters, like, he raised them. They were four and two when Lynette died. Yeah. And they were like, my dad would never do this, you know? Like, he was a great dad. And it's like, well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I know that he was that like that to you, right. but. Well, because he took care of you doesn't mean he's a good person. Right. And so his motive was that he was afraid that he was going to lose his lover. So he killed his wife. I mean, it just makes me think like how many more people are out here walking around that have like killed somebody in like the 70s or 80s 90s you're like he was just walking around he was out marrying other women interacting with people and he was like he murdered somebody yeah it's crazy to think 40 42 years ago and all because uh, like someone stumbled upon his story thought it was interesting and made a whole podcast about it so I'm just saying, we could solve a case here. But podcasters are changing lives. Yeah. <laughs> we are changing lives, solving crimes. <laughs> oh my God, is that our motto? Changing lives, solving crimes. That's right. Fucking bitches and getting them. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> the money. Fuck the bitches in order to receive them. <laughs> well, Megan, that was a great story. I think, is that all we have time for today? Yeah, that's all we got. Well, Megan, let's kick it back into neutral. I know we're not going far there. Um, (laughs) um, But thank you, everybody, for joining us on another episode of Crime on Tap, your bi-weekly podcast giving you the most updated um, two-day crime news. Be sure to follow us over on our Instagram at crimeontappod um, and listen to us on all the major streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple, Breaker, Breaker, 49er, Podbean. Be sure to share us with your family, friends, hoes, bros, foes. We'll see you guys next time. Where Where crime is always always on top. top.